Star Wars Action News is brought to you in part by Brian's Toys. At Brian'sToys.com, you can find Star Wars toys and collectibles from 1977 to the present. Brian's Toys has it all, from vintage toys and action figures right up to the latest releases. And when checking out, be sure to say you were referred to Brian's Toys by Star Wars Action News. So go check out the world's largest selection of Star Wars toys at Brian'sToys.com. Listening to Star Wars Action News, your source for Star Wars collecting news, reviews, and updates, helping Star Wars collectors collect better. Be sure to check out our website at SWActionNews.com, where you can see photos of the items discussed, chat with other Star Wars Action News listeners, and much more, including information on how you can be part of the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Star Wars Action News. I'm Marjorie. I'm Arnie. And I made the store run in less than 12 parsecs. Yeah, we had to do an old school toy run because you were having trouble finding some figures. Oh, let's just face it. It was a nice weekend and yes. it was an excuse for a drive. Yeah, pretty much. That was it. The difference between a hardcore toy run and a it's a nice day toy run is whether or not we use the interstate. And this weekend, we did not use the interstate. It was a classic top-down. We should have been packing the Sasonian, but really, it was Arnie Carvalho's day off, and you were my Sloan. Yes, we had a great day in the convertible. We did not have Cameron with us, though. No, he was at home. Brief packing update before we get to the stores. I gotta say, I've reached the... I don't know what the stages of death of a collection room are, but I've reached the depression stage as I start boxing things up and realizing that a lot of the figures I'm not going to be seeing again for a year or so. And it's kind of funny how it feels like Star Wars Action News has gone through the seasons, you know, to everything turn, turn, turn. Because when we started the show... My entire collection, except for a little bit, was in storage down here in the basement, unfinished, of what would become our Smithsonian. And we kept buying and kept putting it down here. And if you recall back to those early days when the basement flooded, we had all the toys stored down here. And we were broadcasting, and you listeners were with us as we built this, and we posted all the photos online. You've been with us as we decorated it and redecorated it. And... Part of me was thinking, is it going to be hard to do a collecting show when most of my collection's in storage? Then I realized, well, that's how we started, was doing a collecting show with most of my collection in storage. Yeah, we had actually just moved here, and the boxes, episode three was rough on us. It was, and as we tend to focus more on new releases, except for Jerry's vintage reviews, I don't think it'll be any harder because it's not like my buying is going to slow down at all. It's just where it goes. It's going to go in a box instead of on a wall for a while. And that's also kind of sad is when I get new things, looking at them and going, well, that's very nice. I'll see it again in a couple of years. Because for those of you who have built houses, you may know this, but the wisdom we've been told by our contractor, and we were told this with this house as well, is it's good to allow a house to settle for a while, make sure all your wiring's how you want it and things before you finish the basement. We don't do drop-down ceilings or anything. So before the Smithsonian is actually built, we're looking at about 18 months, give or take. Well, and we have to figure out how we want it. 
that's going to be the big thing is you have the chance to design it. We're literally from the ground up. And I think that you really need to think about how you want the rooms. Now, we did this one with resale value in mind because we knew we weren't staying here very long. But And we were right. Yes. But there were some lessons learned from doing this one. When doing this one, I actually intentionally had a single 40-foot wall put in for a Walmart banner. Dum, 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 dum. Dum, yes, I admit. Because then I realized if I put that banner along that wall... <laughs> There was nothing else I could put along that wall. I'm actually going to be selling that banner. It's 40 foot by 10 foot. What am I going to do with it? Where am I going to put it? I actually thought about some kind of treadmill device that would constantly show a portion of it and maybe only use five feet of wall space. But I realized I don't really like the banner that much to spend thousands of dollars on a motor to roll it around like a treadmill. So... With those lessons learned, I've realized wall space is an absolute premium, and I am going to be spending a lot of time doing this. We're going to kind of do what we did with this house. On the main floor, we're building a theater room heavily inspired by Jedi Larry B. in our forums. He has the coolest home theater Star Wars collecting room that I've ever seen. And he's done some videos of it. You saw some in our 200th episode, I believe. And you can see pictures of it online. Just a really great theater room. So I'm going to be putting some high-end collectibles out there. My Falcon, my Adat, Mace Windu Saber, a lot of the Master Replicas, some of the Gentle Giant, the better Gentle Giant stuff. And we all know what that is. Some premium format figures are going to go out there. No Lego, no Hasbro. The life-sized Han and Carbonite obviously will be in the theater room. Marjorie, for our anniversary, is buying me one of the Star Wars popcorn machines. Yeah, you kind of wanted it. We never really had a place to put it, but I thought no better place than your theater room. So we're going to have that day one with the new house, but for the Hasbro area, the toy area, that's going to take a little bit longer. And so there's a sense of kind of melancholy as I pack away some of the lower end items because... I love my toys, and I realized that as much as I love a Kubrick, as much as I love a bust-up or a Hasbro figure, eh, they have their place, and that place is not going to be in the theater room, per se. It's going to be in the newly built collection area, which I haven't even decided if I'm keeping the Sithsonian name or if this was the Sithsonian, and I'm moving to a new collection with a hmm. new name. We should do a new name. I'm thinking about that. Yeah. The Smithsonian was great for the five years we had it, but six, it, five with the base. Yeah. So it's going to be a new area. So I'll welcome our listeners to help us brainstorm. My second choice is already taken by our webmaster, the Gungenheim. That's what he calls his. Uh huh. Someone else calls theirs that. I thought too. that was Jason, just Jason. No. Oh, somebody else has the Gungenheim? Yeah. Maybe it's not Jason then. I thought it was Jason with the Gungenheim. No, it's John Rasick. Oh, John Rasick has the Gungenheim. Okay. Jason, John, they, their names both start with J. You're right. Uh, yeah, it's very hard. I understand. So far, my breakage count is zero. Woo! And this is why Marjorie's not helping pack. No, this is why it's taking longer, too, as I'm sorting as I pack. And what's funny is there actually are some items that never got unpacked in the five years we've been here. There's a whole room of them. Yes. I think the Ark of the Covenant is in there, too. No, Jimmy Hoffa is. The, let me put it this way. The realtor came, and this room is about 12 foot by 10 foot. She thought it was a three-foot hallway because of the boxes. She didn't realize that I had 10 foot by 10 foot completely with full boxes of toys, which include battle packs, B-wings, TIE fighters, Imperial shuttles. Episode 3, tchotchkes. Yeah. I think I still have some uneaten M&Ms back there, too. 
Oh, God. They're giving me sugar rushes while I pack. Here's the thing. I'm really sick of the dark chocolate M&M's. I was for many years. It turns out I'm not anymore, and they stay fresh in those metal packages. Mm. So I'm sorting and repacking and investing a little bit more money in sturdier boxes that do a little better. I'll be honest. When we moved into this house, it was kind of a rushed thing. We didn't have a lot of money for the move. We dumpster dove at a Joanne Fabrics. We did, yes. And took whatever boxes they, they had. had large boxes for, like, your large vehicles. But the boxes didn't maintain their structural integrity. They were too thin. The boxes collapsed and damaged a couple of those vehicles. So I'm going to U-Haul and putting a little bit of money into some sturdier boxes so that I don't have that happening this time. And, and I- it turns out that Craigslist is a great place to find boxes. My father learned how to use Craigslist, which is a little scary. And he found us 60 boxes for 40 bucks. So it is going slow, but it is going. And I hope to have a good portion done so we can actually list the house. The realtor said, you know, the collection is great. Get rid of it because it's not going to help sell the house. And in fact, that room that's completely walled with boxes, we at least have to make it so the surveyor can get to the walls and get exact dimensions for the plans. So I hope to have all that done by the end of Memorial Day weekend. Good luck with that because I cannot help you. If I'm crunched for time, there may not be a show next week. I'll be honest. This may be the first week we missed due to deadlines, but I hope to have it well under control. Everything's fine here. Situation normal. Yes, and which is why I'm not involved because I get anxiety when we pack together down here. So My problem is I want to attack the low-hanging fruit like the books. I just am like, books are easy to pack. I just put them in and I tape the box and I'll have 50 boxes full of Star Wars books that will be perfectly packed. The problem is the books are already on bookshelves. They're not the problem. I don't need to worry about the bookshelves yet. But it's always the more attractive thing to tackle is the easy stuff. But that is the update, and we will be keeping you informed as we go. Because You are aware that Memorial Day weekend's next weekend. Yeah, I know. Okay, I'm just making sure you understand. You gotta admit, it looks better. <laughs> as I Wait, wave what, my what part? Around. What part? You can see floor now. <laughs> And while I sit here and just rock myself. Like an autistic child? It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. No, like someone who's got PTSD. But when I haven't been packing, I have been store running like you wouldn't believe. I have gone to at least three stores every single day this past week looking for figures. It's like old school. It's I haven't done this in a long time. It's (laughs) been kind of fun. It has been. Although... I got to admit, I'm a little nervous about having not shown up for work on time once out of five days. Is anyone else there? Yeah, some people. But the sad fact is I haven't found anything. And what I've been really desperately looking for is about three different things. One of which you'll hear me talk about over on our sister podcast, Marvelicious Toys, Captain America Wave 2 figures. That show will be out on the 1st of June. But for Star Wars, a big portion of this, first of all, Wedge. The wedge figure that is finally shipping and is going for over $70 on eBay for a single figure. Yeah, good luck with that. I know these cases are shipping. These are the Wave 3 revision cases that have wedge in them. I'm seeing the remnants. I'm seeing the rebel soldiers on Endor that are new because I'm hitting the stores often enough that I know what was there last time and what wasn't there. And R2-D2 with the serving tray and... Poor peg-warming Admiral Akbar again. No one loves Admiral Akbar For all his love that people get for the Mon Calamaris and everybody's like, oh, it's a trap. No one buys that damn figure. People do love him, just not enough people love him. 
I agree. I think that a lot of people are faking their love of the Admiral. Don't say that. Ginger Prince will come after you. I know. He loves the Admiral. I think he's the only one. But no sign of Wedge. And I know I'm not the only one because there is a scalper in our area. He actually runs a retail store and has a podcast. So if you know of any other podcasts (laughs) from Springfield, Illinois, then you know that there's a guy who I see every morning. He probably thinks I'm a scalper. The difference is I don't have a retail shop where I take the stuff I buy on pegs and then mark it up 20 to 100%. True. But he is there. He beats me every morning because I still stop for a coffee. And he's always walking out when I walk in. And he's walked out empty-handed every day. Can I point out you could just go there first and then get coffee at Starbucks? That's in the Target? Yeah, true. But no sign of them. The other thing that I've been looking for since I haven't found Wedge are Clone Wars Wave 11. Now, we mentioned very briefly in passing last week, this has been a virtually impossible wave lately because Hasbro has canceled some of its shipments. And I know that I and some other people in Brian's Toys, one of every figure club, Brian's Toys had their orders canceled. They did not get their full order, and as such, they're not able to guarantee that we're going to get those figures. We might, but it depends on if Hasbro is going to reship them in later case revisions. I know this caused one of our listeners, Jonathan, a friend of ours who we've met many times, to text me, and he goes, I give up. I just ordered a case of them on Hasbro Toy Shop. And I can see why, because he told me that he looked on eBay, the four Clone Wars figures, which are Riot Control Clone Trooper, Barra Sophie with the Zombie Worm, Eeth Koth, and Commander Colt, they're going for $60 for those four figures, or you can get a case for 100 Now, you were lucky. On our anniversary, we just happened to stop at Walmart. And I could tell you were thinking and asking and trying to have this internal struggle with yourself. It would be okay to ask me to stop for toys on our wedding anniversary. Why not? We stopped at every Walmart between here and Nolens on our honeymoon. Yes. I figured it would be par for the course. And on my birthday, my birthday, we stopped at for our lovely dinner and bought $800 worth of Clone Wars toys when the Clone Wars movie came out. 1200 so, but I digress. But I could see the internal struggle, and I know you well enough to know when you're trying to bring up something that you don't really want to bring up. And I could say, I'm like, all right, just tell me. And you're like, what? And you found those figures. You just walked right in, and there they were. I couldn't believe it. It was like an anniversary gift from the Force itself, if I can be so cheesy and dorky for a moment. But they only had one of each of the clones, and then they had two of Barra Sophie and Eeth Koth. And I picked those up and helped out some forum members with the extras there. But I know this is desperate, and because I want to help out the forum members, and I'm looking for Wedge for myself anyway, and honestly... I like these figures enough that if I could find spares, I'd also like some openers if I found enough. Well, I've been hitting the stores all the time. These are showing up primarily at Walmarts. We found them at Walmart last week. Got a report just Sunday, yesterday, the day before this was released, the 22nd, that a lot of Walmarts have been putting these out. And some of them are even just setting figures now on shelves because the pegs are full. We actually found them on a new end cap. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they weren't there before. This was like a new display. And this Walmart was the one that's actually undergoing a remodel. They're taking a regular Walmart and making a super Walmart. So definitely, if you're kind of like me where you go on autopilot on a toy run and you walk to the same spot every time, look around. And Walmart's coast to coast have been doing an action figure aisle reset. 
they're making way for all the new Green Lantern and Transformers figures and Captain America and Transformers. In case you ever noticed, Transformers have dominated my toy aisles, at least, taking over a good amount of the space. It's probably going to be the summer's number one movie. And here's the thing. Yes, little kids love Star Wars, but you cannot deny that little boys love Transformers. I think that is like the holy grail for a little boy. I think even as adults... It's a car that transforms into a robot. And it's more broad age versus Clone Wars that skews younger. Yes. And Star Wars itself that skews older, but it just doesn't have the mass media backup of a huge summer movie right now. So with this reset, a lot of people are also reporting Saga Legends are getting squeezed out. They're not leaving any peg space for it. Me, I wouldn't even notice because all of my stores just put... Clone Wars and Saga Legends behind each other, next to each other, on top of each other. So even if there are no pegs marked Saga Legends, I think they're still going to be there. But I actually got into quite a lengthy conversation with the toy department manager at one of our Super Walmarts. He's a very nice guy, very forthcoming, telling me they were doing the resets and that they're getting shipments of new toys in nightly and that if i'm looking for something they put it out every night they're not holding anything back they're not holding anything for the resets and to just keep looking but walmarts are getting lots of toys right now and if you're looking for some of these harder to find figures they'd be my number one go-to spot versus target i do not know what's up with my target but i have been going there virtually daily for several weeks they have the same two vintage figures sitting there hanging one is a beat up natty looking cloud car pilot that you just feel so bad for because he's sitting there he's all bent and damaged the other figure one of the first round of stormtroopers with the bad helmet that's turning yellow and those are the only two figures and they've got five pegs for vintage with two figures on them they don't even move the clone wars figures there they just sit empty and i'm thinking god they've got to restock those sometime but they're not showing any signs of restocking those And honestly, I'd gone on so many store runs this week without buying anything. You ever get one of those impulse purchases? What'd you buy? I went over to the clearance aisle of one of the Super Walmarts, and I found a Star Wars item there that I probably would have passed on most days. But today, I guess I just hit the stores too often without walking out with something in my hand. So I bought a Star Wars bop bag for $5. Oh, a punching bag. Yes, it's a bop bag, and it's got General Grievous and... Massage Ventress. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to punch somebody else. Well, it's what they had. That's funny because it's apparently sold in multiple countries. That's awesome. I just couldn't resist a $5 bop bag. I guess punching bag must be a trademark name if they're calling it a bop bag. Perhaps it's too violent to call it a punching bag. But isn't there a picture on the front of a child punching it? Yes. Or bopping it? And the way it's shattered, it looks like he's wearing nail polish. But of course he is not. When I blow it up, it'll be 42 inches tall. Another reason to hit stores besides bop bags, lots of reports are coming in now of the Galactic Heroes ATST. Now, if you don't remember the lore of the ATST, this came out in the UK quite a while ago, last year, and Master Collectimall, our podcast enhancer, Barrent, was going nuts because he loves Galactic Heroes and he got the Ginger Prince to send him one. And I was kind of playing the long game like, ah, it'll show up at Kohl's. It's a Kohl's exclusive. It'll show up at Kohl's. And then Hasbro revealed in one of their Q&As. Remember way back when, when Hasbro did Q&As? Yeah, that seems like it's a pipe dream now. The good old days. I think I submitted questions like a month ago. Well, in one of their Q&As, they said that Kohl's had delayed the exclusive. There were no real details forthcoming. 
Well, it has been showing up at a lot of Toys R Us's. And now this is a very cool set. I got to admit that with the cancellation of the Galactic Heroes line announced at Toy Fair, I emailed Steve that night and said, Steve, hey, can you help me out and see if there's any more of those ATSTs? And he actually was able to find two sets remaining because it was a pretty old piece by this point. Yeah. He was lucky to find those. He traveled quite a ways to get them for me. And really, really cool set. I love it to death. I definitely recommend finding this if you can, since especially Galactic Heroes are going away. Toys R Us is having them. Not my Toys R Us. Honestly, I just wish a pyromaniac would burn our Toys R Us to the ground, because they've not gotten anything new in any line in months. No, but if you recall, a Toys R Us has always been rather stagnant with its supply and stock. And things just sit there and sit there and sit there. They never go on clearance. They, they've they gotten a couple of the new lines in. I see they've put out new Transformers and Cap Figs. But honestly, no sign of any movement on the Star Wars pegs mm-hmm. at all. And I, it's getting to the point that I don't want to go there anymore. And then somebody goes, I found the Galactic Heroes at Toys R Us. And I want to go and confirm if it's at ours or not. Even though I already have it, I just want to see it on a store shelf. And there's nothing. But now I'm hearing reports also that it's showing up at Target, so this may not be an exclusive at all. You may want to check all your local stores and look on the shelves for some Galactic Heroes. This ATST, truly a high note for the line to go out on because I couldn't believe how freaking cute it was. And it looks oh, so great in its, it's like window a box. Puppy. It is. It looks like a little baby puppy. So definitely check your stores for that. But Toys R Us and Targets being the primary ones where I'm hearing reports of this coming in. But for those of us who prefer to do our shopping from the comfort of our own homes, a lot of online news this week as well, mostly from Sideshow. Yes, I kind of know where this is going to go. I think Arnie's going to be buying this if I'm psychic. You don't have to be psychic to know that. I think I've said on the show so many times what I have wanted, I think since I bought my very second premium format figure, my first was General Grievous, but my second was the Darth Vader. And this whole time, I've been like, I want a Stormtrooper. I want a premium format Stormtrooper. And they did the 501st clone with Yoda stabbing him, and I'm like, okay, you've done the armor. Where's my Stormtrooper? Then they did the Phase 1 slash 2 clone, which I did buy, and I'm like, great, where's my Stormtrooper? And now, here it is, the Stormtrooper premium format figure. And I gotta say, when I first saw this in an email... I thought it said Sand Trooper premium format figure. And I'm like, eh, all right, a Sand Trooper. It is a Storm Trooper, but it's kind of dirty and it has the pauldron and the backpack. I could see why they choose to make that a premium format in my own head. But it didn't excite me because what I wanted, and I'm like, why couldn't they just make the Storm Trooper from the Death Star or the Storm Trooper from the Tantive with the shiny armor, the pure, pearly white, clean armor? If I go to the site... Turns out I misread. It was never Sand Trooper. It was that exact Stormtrooper I wanted most, the Stormtrooper from A New Hope. And while we have to wait for the pre-order to go up to see the full photos, and Sideshow always gives great photos, but from the teaser photo, it's magnificent. <laughs> Are you okay? I must have it. It's going to be good if I only need one. Oh. Well, imagine one each of those on each side of, of the, the Vader. Vader. I mean, admittedly, Vader goes with the premium format Obi-Wan because they cross sabers and the sabers light up. And we'd almost need a second Vader with, you know, thumbs in his belt, you know, gun-toting Western pose Vader. No, no, no. We're not making dioramas out of Sideshow premium format figures. What are you you making that face for? (laughs) Not yet, anyway. No, 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 no. No. 
How big is that 10th anniversary diamond going to be? It's going to be pretty small. Yes, because you're buying... <laughs> yes, but it is really nice. The photo they posed, it shows the glossiness I want in that armor. He is very pretty. He really is. I went to go to there. And he's got the blue dots on the waistband, and he's pointing his gun at you, and he looks just like you want the stormtrooper to look. And there's a film frame in the background of when they're on the Tantive and shooting, and it's just, this is this is perfect. This is the premium format that has excited me about premium formats again after their EU mecha leg Darth Maul that I passed on, <laughs> their Asajj Ventress that I passed on. He's got robot legs. I've been skipping a lot of their premium formats for a while. I consider myself a premium format completionist. And then they started really going obscure. And I'm like, eh, I don't know that I want Mecha Leg Mall. I don't know that he's worth that much money because premium formats are expensive. I did get the Phase 2, Phase 3 clone. I've been slowly acquiring more premium formats. But the other thing was, especially in the current environment, premium format figures take quite a bit of space. And when I got the 501st clone with the Yoda and the Slave Leia and things, I started running out of places to put them. I will find a place for at least one of these Stormtroopers. Well, you keep saying at least one. I'm really confused by this. Well... Instead of getting the Aura Sing premium format, I just will get two That's boring, Stormtroopers yeah. and put one where I would have put Aura Sing. So that really is exciting me. That goes up for pre-order this Thursday, the 26th. Be sure to subscribe to the Star Wars Action News new release newsletter, please. I think I mentioned this on the show before. Sideshow, kind of because of Star Wars licenses and things, have cut back on their commissions. And so we could really appreciate you using one of our links, either from our newsletter or our homepage, if you're also pre-ordering this with me. Because they're putting up another item on the same day, which is glorious. It's one of their 12-inch items, so you can use anybody's link. I don't care for that one because they don't provide the commissions anymore on it, but it's a great item. I don't go too heavy into the 12-inch line, but I have the Jabba, and I will be getting the Dewback. I figured you'd be getting the Dewback. It looks just like the Gentle Giant one, no? Only it's one six scale. Yeah, I know. Much bigger than the Gentle Giant I understand, Giant one. but it's the same pose. I, mean, I guess there's well, not there's, much you there's could There's do. not much you could do with the no. Dewback. It looks really cool. It's reminding me like the pose of the old vintage Kenner one, only much more detailed, of course. When they first put out the video of this, I was a little skeptical because nowhere did it say it was 12 inch. Everybody was saying it was 12 inch. I'm like, I don't know. With the sand trooper standing by it, I thought it might be one of their dioramas. It seemed more realistic that they'd go diorama scale versus one six scale because this is going to be massive. But they're going one six scale and just a great looking item again. They're going to do the full reveal on their blog on the 24th. Goes out for order on the 26th. And if you subscribe to our newsletter, you'll get our newsletter. I usually send out our newsletters before I get Sideshow's newsletter. So if you want to know exactly when this goes up, subscribe to our newsletter and we'll let you know as soon as we see it. And also, if you subscribe to our newsletter, don't forget on June 2nd, they're putting up the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Clone Commander Phase 1. It goes up on the 2nd for attendees, the 3rd for non-attendees. I don't know how I feel about this next one. Because I think I'd be obsessed at staring at it, but then I don't want to look at it. General Giant announced a Walrus Man statue, which is Pondo Baba. I can't stand looking at his chin, but yet I can't look away. <laughs> 
here's the cool thing is they're really continuing this series of standing at the cantina bar statues. They had Blue Snaggletooth, which was just cool because it was Blue Snaggletooth. Then they did Greedo, and Greedo's just hanging out at the bar with his gun drawn. It's like, oh, okay. He, and my version never shot, but here he drew the gun while still at the bar with a drink. Now they've added Walrus Man to it. It's really becoming quite a nice theme. So I like that about it. I really like the detail on it. And there's a themed base with it, too, like the others. Mm-hmm. It comes with a bit of the cantina bar there. Unfortunately, I think the statue bases are such you can't push them up against each other. No, you have two squares and a circle. Well, also, their squares are actually a little trapezoidal where they're yeah. slanted out. So they're beveled. They're not, yes, thank you. That's the perfect word, beveled. So if you put them up next to each other, they would not be flush. No. I also don't like his hands. His hands creep me out. Well, they went with the wolfman hands because, you know, there's the big conspiracy about Ponda Baba because when you cut off his arm and you looked at the close-up, it was the wolfman hands. But when he was poking Luke, he had, like, hook fins. You get two sets of arms, it looks like. That's the hands I can't see I'm looking at. You're right. It comes with interchangeable hands. You get to pick your hands. Yeah. And his butt chin, I just can't. Ugh. And it's hairy. You know, he's got like a mustache that's very clear on the gentle giant one. I prefer the wolfman hands because when he's holding a gun and holding a drink, when he, he the flipper hands just don't look like they could actually hold anything to me. He looks like an octopus. A little bit. Octopus, walrus. His head is veiny, though. It is. Ugh. Yeah, he's, you don't want to look and you can't look away. Back to action figures. Over at Entertainment Earth, they're having a sale on all in-stock Hasbro action figures. And it's if you buy one in-stock Hasbro action figure item then you get another one 40% off. And I emphasized item because an item could be a single figure. An item could be a case of figures. It could be a single one of their exclusive comic packs that were the last of the comic packs. A single item could be the set of the comic packs. Anything they have listed, buy one, get another one 40% off. They've got tin sets. They've got cases of vintage Wave 4 in stock. Again, the comic packs, anything you want there that's in stock, buy one, get one 40% off. A great way to stock up on some figures if you're missing them and save quite a bit of money. And they also have, and I just feel like mentioning this, the Cloverfield monster. We saw him at Toy Fair, like the year Cloverfield came out. They yeah, had like him at 08 the Hasbro. Yeah, or 09, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Yeah. 08, I think. Yeah. And I never really saw him released. He's now at Entertainment Earth if you need a giant Cloverfield monster. Hey, in a world that has Zillow beasts, why can't you also have Cloverfield monsters attacking your troops, right? True. There's no reason that the Rebels couldn't have accidentally tried to settle on Cloverfield world. And if you buy something else, you get him, one of them is going to be 40% off, the cheaper one. But they do have the Cloverfield monster now. And over at our sponsor, Brian's Toys, they're taking pre-orders. I mean, distribution being what it is, while some new figures are shipping. I would do the pre-order. Let's face it. This is the time to pre-order because the distribution is just spotty. And I told Marjorie yesterday, we were discussing this for the Marvel lines. I said, if I wasn't a member of Brian's Toys, one of every figure club, 100%, I would be buying figures by the case right now Mm -hmm. because it's the only way I'd feel sure of getting them at all. Yeah. And right now at Brian's Toys, if you want to order just sets of figures, you don't want to order cases, but just sets, you can pre-order Wave 8 of Vintage right now. That's your Return of the Jedi Boba Fett, Return of the Jedi Han Solo, Key and Farlander, Return- Revenge of the Jedi Slave Leia, and TIE Pilot. Just get those five figures pre-ordered and you won't have the spares that come with a case, nor the obligation of the one of every figure club. 
or for Clone Wars, they're taking pre-orders right now on Clone Wars Carded Wave 2, which is Sicy Tin, Clone Trooper Stealth Ops, Cold Weather Gear Kit Fisto, Serapos, and Jetpack Captain Rex. Or Clone Wars Wave 3 with Evan Peel, Savage Press in armor, Kashyyyk Warrior, and R7D4. You can pre-order those sets all right now at Brian's Toys. And remember, when checking out at Brian's Toys, please be sure to mention that you heard about them on Star Wars Action News. So that's what we've been seeing in stores and online. Let's find what our listeners are seeing by checking our voicemails. Hey, Arnie. Hey, Marjorie. This is Josh from Greenville, South Carolina. Um, I normally don't call in with store reports around here because, honestly, there's just not too much to report at the moment. But I had to share this with you and your listeners. Um, on my lunch break today, I actually found Vintage Wave 4 and 5 on the shelves, and uh, that may not be too big of a deal for a lot of people. But where I found them was what was surprising. I found them at my local Books A Million bookstore. So uh, it looked like they got one of each case priced at $9.99, which isn't too bad of a price, all things considered. They also had the, not the latest Clone Wars wave with uh, the Riot Trooper, but the one before that with the new Cad Bane. Uh, they also had one of each of those. Um, I didn't look at the price of those, but uh, I just thought I'd let you know um, that Books A Million might be a good place to look uh, if you're actually missing any figures in the vintage waves. Uh, and haven't had any luck anywhere else, uh, but it's really not be worth hitting up. So you guys keep up the good work, and I'll talk to you later. Thanks for that. And I think finding Vintage Wave 4 and 5 is a big deal for anybody still. Yes. Even though 6 is shipping, 4 and 5, elusive to say the least. And Books A Million, yeah, we talked about before how we kind of had a thought that it was just a discount store. We don't have one in our area. The closest one's a couple hours away. They are pricier than most places, but cheaper than paying shipping for some of these online. So if you have one in your area, it's definitely worth checking out, especially because I just don't think a lot of people do. Mm -mm. So thanks for the call. Hey, Arnie and Marjorie. Hey, I got nothing really to report, except that I got a gripe with Hasbro. Okay. First of all, they don't ship any vintage for like two months. And then the, day, the the weekend, the day to decide, ship all the vintage, Gramorian Guard, R5D4, you name it. They ship them the same day as the Transformers line launches. I collect both lines. So kind of annoying, Hasbro, that you're shipping your two toy lines at the same time. So when I go and buy my Shockwave, I turn around, oh, there's that loop I need. So I don't know. That's all. I've got a great with Hasbro. So... If, you, if you're in the suburbs of Chicago and, and you're looking for vintage, they're everywhere. Because Hasbro decided to ship them the same day, Transformers 3 toys. All right, bye. Well, Guy, I feel your pain, but I don't think Hasbro really decided anything. I think there's been a stop in shipping. And if you're finding Gamorrean guards on the pegs, you're one of the lucky ones. Mm-hmm. Your story is very anecdotal. From all the people I've talked to in our forums, on our Facebook All the friends I have who do toy runs across the nation who text me text messages with their updates, and they all know that I've been kind of on the lookout for Gamorreans. Nothing. So you found them. You should feel lucky. And honestly, all right, let's look at this from a rational perspective, if we may, and perhaps a slightly anti-Transformers perspective as this is a Star Wars podcast, but you get your first wave of a movie line of figures, which are going to be probably the biggest toys of the summer. 
And then you get the Star Wars figures that you know are hard to find. You've been looking for for six months and nobody's finding. Soundwave's going to be there again. Soundwave will be there. Much like a boombox from the 80s, Soundwave is not going anywhere in your Walmarts. These figures, hard to find. If your store put them out the same day, I could understand because as somebody who now collects a couple toy lines, I understand you got to look at your resources and your budget. But buy the Star Wars, man. Buy the Star Wars. You know if you pass it up, you're going to be kicking yourself. Yeah, I just think that knowing Transformers is going to be a huge summer movie. I hate to say it, but the trailer kind of looked good with the moon landing. It looks like the best of the three. Yeah. Every time I see that trailer... I don't know what it is. I go, I don't know what movie this is. I'm going to, oh, it's Transformers? Yeah, I know. And I'm not a Transformer fan. I don't get the robots and the whole robot life cycle and baby robots. But the, the new Transformers movie has excited me so much. I used to be a Transformers fan. I used to collect them as a kid. I still have a number of them from when I was a child. Over at Now Playing, we're going to be watching and reviewing all of the Transformers films, starting with the 1986 cartoon. I'm really looking forward to revisiting the cartoon and re-watching the theatrical ones. The new one looks so good. I want to go back and try those other two again. My, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention the first time I watched the first two theatrical films. I just wasn't that into them, though. I'm really looking forward. The new one has me excited. I am hyped for Transformers. That said, the toys will be there. The toys will be there. You go to any store, the toys are there. Transformers is going to be really easy to find, at least Wave 1 this summer, based on my experience just with toys in general. So, buy the Star Wars. Yeah, I think that's the safe bet right now, because you may not see it again for a while, if you even do. What you saw was the Wave 3 revision case. If if you saw a wedge and passed on it, man, that would be hard for me, because Mm -hmm. I... I would buy every wedge I saw to help out forum members right now. And I'm not saying you should. I'm saying if you wanted a wedge and you got Soundwave instead of wedge and wedge is going for $70 right now on eBay and Soundwave's going to be at retail for at least a month, buy the Star Wars, hands down. If I go in and it's not payday and I have to choose what to buy, I know what I've been looking hard for for months. Buy the Star Wars. Hello, Arnie and Marjorie. Arnie, I just picked up your message up of uh, Facebook, how you're feeling melancholy and everything else, boxing your things together. Um, yeah, just think of it as you're packing away for another Christmas. Because when you unbox everything, it, it'll be like opening presents again. So, I don't know. That's not maybe that would help. I know it feels sad. Okay. Good luck. Bye. Thanks for the call. That's a really good perspective because I remember how much fun it was. Marjorie remembers perhaps not quite as fondly as I do opening all the boxes and reliving. Hey, remember when we bought this? Remember it was our honeymoon and we stopped at that Walmart in that crap town that had nothing in it but a Walmart and we found a tie bomber. Remember that? Because I do like to reminisce about my toys. I can honestly remember where I bought most of them. I have a weird memory for that. And this is why I cannot help you pack, is because you can't just put an item in a box. You have to talk about it, and then you get rabbit-tracked and look for something else related to that object, or you got to go look something up on Google. Yeah, when I'm alone, I just reminisce silently as I pack. When somebody yeah. else is there, I spend more time talking about it. But that is going to be a lot of fun going through and seeing it all again. And honestly, the fun of 
collection display mark two where I get to take the lessons learned from this one and do it all again and do it bigger, badder, better. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, yeah, I expect much joy when I get to free my toys from their cardboard prison. Hey, guys, this is Glenn, Dark Boba 42 on the forums. I'm calling in with a quick review of the formerly Cobalt's exclusive ATST for the Galactic Heroes line. Um, it's a really great set piece to go with the AT-AT. Um, it's really awesome. It's really neat. It's perfectly sculpted, little flexibility issues, but Galactic Heroes kids line, so it's awesome. The little eye holes open up. Figures fit in there nicely, and um, it doesn't have an exclusive sticker on it, so maybe it'll show up wider later, maybe. Um, just thought I'd be a quick review. This is an awesome toy, and uh, good hunting. Talk to everybody later. Thanks for the review. i got to admit, I've not brought myself to open mine because, I mean, it was shipped all the way from the UK, and it looks so nice in the package. Do you need one to open? If I find one, I very well might. But I'm, I'm not an in-box collector. I really, I've come to terms with that, where I just think I like my toys out. I think that packaging, when it becomes too much, it starts to look like you're stocking your store shelves instead of having a collection. So as great as some of the packaging is, especially with window box items, I think I just need some time to come to terms with opening this gorgeous piece. I don't know that I need a second one because I don't feel like I'm going to need to keep one mint in box because I just don't want to go there as much as I like how they look in the packaging. I keep mint on card for the six by nines or now the, you know, two by threes or whatever the tiny cards are. But I just, I'm not doing mint in box because I want to open them up and I want to play with them. But I just haven't brought myself to it with this. I just, it's the part of me that likes mint in package just hasn't let me break out the box cutter on that one yet. So thanks for the hands-on review. I'm glad you like it as much as we do. For our final few voicemails this week, we've got some really special topics. And I want to thank the listeners who called in with this. First off... We put out a call for anyone who purchased Star Wars frames to call in a review, and one of our listeners did, and I'm really happy to hear a hands-on review from somebody who purchased this book set. So here's that review. Hey, guys, this is Sonny from Paramount, Texas. Hope all is well in the Star Wars Action News Universe. I'm here today to give you my review on the Star Wars frames that I bought from StarWars.com. Uh, let me tell you, they are so beautiful. The wood and the statues are just amazing. This is the first time that I ever bought anything like this. I just know when I saw them at Celebration 5 that I had to have them. I actually took out a portion of my retirement fund to buy these books, just knowing the fact that George Lucas handpicked and personally signed each one of these 1138 frames made it worth, <clears throat> made it worth it for me. I ordered it from StarWars.com, and I really only waited about a month to receive them. Uh, I am number 121 of 1138. Really excited about that. The books are beautiful. The quality and the leather just blow you away. You can tell someone took hours putting this collection together. It has been the best purchase I've ever made in my Star Wars collection. It's truly a museum piece. I have noticed so many things in these frames that I've never noticed while, while watching the films. Thank you guys for listening to me for a few minutes, and I hope you will enjoy my take on the Star Wars frames. So, 
until next time, uh, I will talk to you later. Reporting from Caroline, Texas. And the emails will be on the way where I've included some pictures for you guys. Uh, take care. And once again, this is Sunny. Have a good one. Bye-bye. I know we've been asking for a long time review of frames. I'm glad someone actually purchased it and could give us a review. I know it's something we've seen under this glass dome at Comic-Con many times. And I'm just glad that there's no buyer's remorse on yeah. your end. I have to say, looking at the pictures you sent, and you sent some astounding photographs of it, your review and seeing those photos, I get it now. I get why somebody would spend thousands on this. It is so impressive to see with the wooden case for the books and everything, and to see how huge they are when spread out compared to just your hand. You need a table for it. Here's the problem. It's like when I bought the arcade game for the Pod Racer. You go to a movie theater or even worse, Comic-Con, and you see something, and it's massive, right? But in the 40-foot ceilings of a movie theater or something, it doesn't look so big. You take it home to your living room, all of a sudden it it's enormous and it's dwarfing you. I kind of feel that may be the case with frames. Seeing it at Comic-Con, well, at Comic-Con, there's a 100-foot statue of something right next to it. Compared to a 100-foot statue, this book doesn't look that big. But seeing your photos and in the context of your home, it's huge. And the pages are gorgeous. And the box is gorgeous. And I'm just thinking, wow, what a display piece that is. Are you thinking you need it? I don't know that I want to spend thousands of dollars on it, though. That's where it comes down to is I could have an arcade game or this book. And I think I'd rather have the arcade game because this book, well, first of all, I'd only use the curator gloves to touch it, lest my oils get on the pages. And second of all, again, they're gorgeous pictures. And even just looking at your photos of the photos in the book, I too notice things. And like there's behind the scenes photographs. They should have really emphasized this more in the marketing. I thought it was just frames from the films. Yeah, I did too. There's behind the scenes photographs, a little Jake Lloyd, you know, framing a shot as if he was directing, all these other photos that are just really cool stuff. I get it now. I never got it before. I get it now. But I don't think I'm going to get it now. As for digging into the retirement, that's a hefty choice. I've done that once myself for a Han and Carbonite. I didn't have to. The seller was going to let me do a payment plan, and then I decided, eh, let me just pay for it all right now. And I, I dug into my retirement, and I... uh must say, I don't regret it a bit. After the stock market collapse, I wouldn't have had that money anyway. So mm-hmm. I still have my Han. I still love my Han, my first high-end collectible, much like it sounds like Frames was for you. You've taken your first step into a more expensive world. And thank you for that review because you've opened my eyes a little bit and your photographs were far better than even seeing it in person at Comic-Con under glass, like Marjorie said. Seeing you get to touch it and seeing objects in scale, I'm like, wow, in the Star Wars theater, that would really be a display piece. But not one I'm going to do. I just, I can't do it. I can't write that check. I can't spend thousands on a book. But I get it. And thank you. Our next voicemail This past weekend saw the opening of Star Tours at Disney in Orlando. It's kind of a soft opening, though, because people had gotten on it before. No, the soft opening was when they opened it last weekend. Yeah. And then the official grand opening was this week. It was Friday to coincide with Star Wars weekends. Yeah, but if people had already been on it, it's kind of like when we went to the closing of it and it's like they were going to throw a thermal detonator in it. It exploded. But people still wrote it for a couple more weeks. The last tour to Endor was really just the last marketing hype of Endor. 
and a very expensive and hot and humid party. So I am curious, though, and I put out a call on Facebook. What's it like? How is it? How are the weekends going? Well, our listener Patrick was there and called in with his report from the event. Hi, Arnie and Marjorie. This is Patrick, a.k.a. Imperial TK921 on the Swan Forum. I was just calling in to give my brief review of the opening day for Star Wars Weekends in Star Wars. First, I'd like to say it was a blessing Anthony Daniels, Steve Sansquee, and, of course, George Lucas, along with Ashley Eckstein, James Arnold Taylor, Dave Cloney, and Daniel Logan. It was a little hot Friday, but still an amazing time. That buses did go very quickly for Star Wars, and as long as the wait was the wait for Star Wars was around 240 minutes, and the park was very crowded. To be forewarned, I did write a lengthy review of the opening day, as long as I write a link for pictures and videos I took from behind the force, which was a you know in-depth review of the Clone Wars cartoon series with Ashley Eckstein. And I also took a video of Inside the Saga with Anthony and Daniel. That was a 30 or 30 or so minute show with Anthony detailing his time in C-3PO and his take on the story, which was all very fun. It can be found on the small forums in the Star Wars section of Star Wars Chat under the name Star Wars Week in 2011 Report. So I encourage anyone interested to check it out. Thanks for the show. Keep up the good work, guys. Bye. Thanks for that report, Patrick. Now there's like 50 different variations of the movie. Well, here's what it is, is the ride has some randomness to it. And there are over 50 variants. So sometimes you go and you may see pod racing on Tatooine. Other times you go, you may not see that. You may see underwater on Naboo. So if you go, really, you would have to ride the ride at least 50 times to see all the possible combinations of the ride. And given randomness factors, you might have to see it a lot more than that since you could go and see the same thing twice in a row. For those of you who are really good at math and understand whole, I think, factorials, you'd have to multiply 50 by 49 by 48 by 47 to get the actual number of how often you'd have to ride the ride to guarantee you see 50 variations. And I think that would be something like in the millions. So what you're saying is when we go, we're probably going to spend a good chunk of the day riding Star Tours. Although he mentioned a 240-minute wait. so you Well, that was add- opening weekend. True, but it's still going to be a new ride for a while. I think we just may have to, I don't know, I'm not a huge Disney fan, to be honest. I'm not a huge theme park fan, and especially Disney themselves, I find to be a very evil corporation. The fact that they just registered a trademark on that strike force that took down Bin Laden so that nobody else could ever use it as a trademark but the Disney Corporation. I just, I don't want to support them by taking multiple trips, but... No one ever calls Disney an evil corporation. Oh, yeah. They do? Oh, yeah. The fact that they got Sonny Bono in their pocket to extend copyright law just so Mickey Mouse couldn't enter the public domain. They are an evil, evil oh, that's conglomerate. that's I guess they did that. They are really harming American innovation with their abuse of our trademark and patent system. And so, no, I don't like supporting them that much. You know Sonny Bono's dead. I'm aware. Okay. And but I'm not probably, warning him. He's probably not in their pocket anymore. Well, but he was. Ah. It was called the Mickey Mouse Law. Okay. So, yeah, I I don't want to take multiple, multiple trips to Disney just for Star Tours, but yeah, we'll probably ride it a large number of times. What I want to know, and nobody's been able to tell me, maybe one of our listeners can tell me, is how many different scenes there are, because there's 50 variations. I don't want to see every variation. I just want to see every scene. My mind can say, okay, it would be this, then this, if I'd seen that other variation. I just want to see all the footage from it. So I don't need to see all 50. Give it time and 
There'll be secret videotaping going on. There was at the last tour to Endor. They kept stopping the ride. That made it really terrible, too. We couldn't even enjoy the last tour to Endor because they'd keep stopping the whole ride and announcing, person in the front row, put away your phone. Yeah. Dude, you're wrecking the time for the rest of us and not the person with the phone, the person interrupting the ride. But thanks for the report. I know when we went to Star Wars Weekends, we had a lot of fun. We also heard that, like, autograph tickets secretly started being given out at 3.30 in the morning. Yeah, that's what I heard, and I read that on Twitter. So it's, I don't know, I think it's turned into something bigger than it used to be because they do have the kid factor with actually Eckstein there. Clone Wars really has helped it explode with the child market, whereas when we went, it was more during the movies, very few children involved. The children that were involved didn't really seem to care that Anthony no. Daniels was there and that Billy D. Williams were there. It was mostly people our age. Mm-hmm. It seems to me, though, that the celebrity list has gotten kind of redundant there. We used to go, we went the one time because Anthony Daniels was there. He hadn't signed at Celebration 2. And he doesn't sign that often. No. We ended up having to follow him to Florida and then to Dallas to get his signature. He's signed, again, other places we've been since, but not that often. It seems now that they're getting kind of more common guests, a lot of Clone Wars guests and Mm -hmm. things, and so I haven't felt the need to go back for Star Wars weekends. Honestly, the 501st beats the Disney costumes, hands down. Well, obviously, we all know that. I just couldn't believe I was at Disney for Star Wars weekends and looked up, having been to Celebration recently, Celebration 2, our first Celebration, I just went, wow, those Disney costumes are cheapo. Mm -hmm. It's like the Ruby's Deluxe costumes or something. Yeah. But thanks for that report, and it is always a good time. That's the thing, is I don't like to give Disney my money, but when we went to the last tour to Endor, a lot of fun, and every time we go, it's a lot of fun. Well, what that made that fun was the company. We had fun hanging out with the Ginger Prince and Princess. And, and we, Larry. And, and Larry. And so many other people. Yeah. Chris from Sandtroopers.com. Yeah. Yeah, it truly is the people that make the moment. Yes. Next up, we have a UK report from Phil who called in, telling us of what he's finding across the pond. I'll read, it's Phil, wannabe trooper on the forums. Uh, just got back from Newcastle, uh, from FP again, where I've managed to pick up the R2-D2 uh, from Wave 3 of the Vintage line, and I've managed to pick up the Stormtrooper from Wave 5 for the Vintage line. Uh, now, I did notice they've got some restocks of the Darth Vader's from Wave 1 and some restocks of the um, Sand Troopers. They also had in plenty of the Wave 4 uh, figures uh, from the Vintage line, but still no Django Fett, so I'm still holding up for them ones. And they also had in, apparently just in last night, straight off the uh, off the delivery wagon, they've got in the Wave 6. Unfortunately, I couldn't actually pick pick these ones up, thanks to things like L.A. Noir coming out on the PlayStation 3 yesterday and other sort of birthday gifts. So, unfortunately, I had to leave... Wave 6 alone, but I'm sure I'll be able to pick it up sometime down the line. Anyway, guys, keep up the good work with the show, and uh, I'll speak to you soon soon. Thank you very much, Phil. It's nice to know that you guys are getting stuff. Yeah, I also got an email from a listener in Canada, and they're also getting some Wave 3 and 4, too. So, Oh my god, I... road trip to Toronto? <laughs> if it wasn't for Brian's Toys, one of every figure club, I might. Just to get the figures. And now, our last voicemail this week is from our photo editor, Jason. We've been talking on the show about how he had his Star Wars-themed Relay for Life charity this past weekend, and we know several of you listeners helped donate to that, and we thank you for it. Well, here's his report from the event. 
Hey Arnie and Marjorie, this is Jay, Salacious Jay on the forums, Star Wars Action News photo editor, calling in with a recap of the 2011 Relay for Life of Lady Lake. This was my fourth year participating in this event, and like always, it turned out to be a fun night. Uh, my team, the Skywalkers, raised over $5,000 between concessions and games at our campsite and the online donations. Star Wars trivia was a big hit at this event. Uh, I had a bunch of Power of the Force 2 Deluxe figures and a bunch of Power of the Jedi figures that I was giving away as prizes. And I was amazed by the uh, amount of people that of all ages could answer questions about Star Wars. Uh, some of the questions weren't easy. I mean, they were, I, I would use it in the Trivial Pursuit cards, so uh, people surprised me that night. Um, Needless to say, I didn't bring any figures home with me. You know, everybody won them all, so it was nice to see little kids running around with uh, Luke Skywalker's on desert skiffs. <laughs> uh, also, our campsite uh, turned into the official hangout last night. Uh, we had the original trilogy playing on a projection screen. In between laps, everybody was coming to the tent to watch Star Wars, so we had a fun night. It was cool to talk Star Wars with people that... Uh, you know, I've never spoken to before, but, you know, we had a good connection over a movie. It was a fun time. At the closing ceremonies this morning, uh, they announced that last night the Relay for Life of Lady Lake had raised over $10,000 uh, in that night alone. So you add that in with the online donations that we received, and we've raised pretty close to $19,000 for the American Cancer Society. And I just wanted to thank the listeners and the Star Wars fans that donated to my account and my team's account. Uh, it means a lot to me, guys. Uh, it was really cool getting to read your messages, and I, I just wanted to say thank you. Uh, now, we're still actually accepting donations until the end of June. Uh, so you can go to my team's page at main.acsevents.org backslash go to backslash skywalkers and donate to a great cause um i just wanted to say thank you again to everyone arnie marjorie thank you for putting the plugs in for me on the show uh and it's a fun event and i'm looking forward to it next year uh, hopefully i will not have to compete with the opening of star tours and uh, star wars weekends uh but um, it's a fun time thanks guys That's a lot of money. That really is. Congratulations. I yeah. know Marjorie every October does the breast cancer thing, and I think one year we didn't come anywhere near that, but we got, what, $1,000 one year? Uh, no, I got like $6,500. Oh, okay. Well, that was Yeah, I was the top group raising money that was not a corporation. Oh. Actually, I was the top individual as well, so. Well, very cool. Yeah. But yeah, congratulations on the Relay for Life. You know, these things are really important. We support them so much and we're glad that our listeners helped out as well. And thanks for that report. It sounds like a fun time too. The mm -hmm. trivia, the old figures and things. I have a feeling we may be doing some trivia for old figures when I start unpacking at the new house and I go, did I really need three Luke on the desert sand skiff? So that is our show for this week. Thank you for listening and... 
if packing goes well, we will be back next week yes. for Memorial Day updates. Well, I guess I could be back. Yeah, you could be back and hear the sounds of me cursing my collection in the background. I, I guess if someone wants to guest host with me, I, you know, I could do a show next week if someone wants to help <laughs> me out. So send your applications to Marjorie at SWActionNews.com and maybe, you know, I'll pick somebody and we can just have a show ourselves while Arnie packs and I can sit and drink some mojitos or something. And on that note, until next week, I say this from the bottom of my heart. May the pegs be stocked. Please, may the pegs be stocked. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. You can find even more Star Wars coverage at our sister podcast, Republic Forces Radio Network, where we review each episode of the Clone Wars cartoon series. You can find that show at republicforces.com. If you're into Star Wars novels, check out the Star Wars Action News book club, where we read and review all the Star Wars novels. That podcast is at swactionnews.com. We want your feedback and suggestions for Star Wars Action News. You can email us at show at SWActionNews.com or post your thoughts in the Star Wars Action News forums at SWActionNews.com, the most friendly forums on the web. You can be on Star Wars Action News by calling our voicemail at 415-508-JEDI or sending an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at SWActionNews.com. All materials submitted become the property of Star Wars Action News and are subject to use on our show. You can help support Star Wars Action News by using the affiliate links on our homepage when shopping online. We would also appreciate it if you spread the word about Star Wars Action News by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, or just tell a friend about the show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, and you can also cast a vote for us each month at Podcast Alley. Links to both can be found on our homepage at SWActionNews.com. For more Star Wars collecting, please visit YakFace.com, HansHideout.Blogspot.com, and JediTempleArchives.com, and we thank those sites for their support of Star Wars Action News. Star Wars Action News is created, produced, and hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. The Star Wars Action News team is website designed by Jason, associate produced and announcements by Brock, reporters Jerry, Dan, Steve, and Justin, graphic design by Chris, and podcast enhancement by Barrett. Star Wars Action News is copyright 2011, all rights reserved. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. The show is created by fans showing their love of Star Wars. Star Wars and all the Star Wars universe contains is trademarked and copyright Lucasfilm Limited, all rights reserved. Until next time, may the pegs be stocked and the Force be with you. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. Star Wars Action News is a production of Venganza Media Incorporated.